So maayong buntag po. Good morning in Cebuano. I am the Reverend Kevin Allen Mann, and I bring you greetings of gugma and love from my recent pilgrimage to the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Philippines just a few weeks ago at the end of last January. Uh, thank you so much to Reverend Amy and to Joe and the whole UU Church of Palo Alto team for inviting me here and helping put together this worship. What an honor it is to share my deep passion and joy for the liberal religious faith in the Philippines that we share. As a queer Filipino American Unitarian Universalist minister, having both my UU Church of the Philippines family and my blood family was an 18-year-old dream in the making that I've had since 2006 when I had my first pilgrimage to the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Philippines when I was still a college student in San Diego, attending First Unitarian San Diego, new to Unitarian Universalism, and curious about this liberal social justice faith that I was still getting to know in 2006. Um, with that formal encounter, the trajectory of my life would change. I remember learning about the U Church of the Philippines at General Assembly in 2006 in St. Louis, and I saved up and went that next year. I had to see it for myself. And so in that single moment of learning about the UU Church of the Philippines, my UU faith, my Filipino ancestors, and my LGBTQ identity all found one sanctuary to call its spiritual home. I knew from that moment on that I could claim this faith as my own. This too was my dream. As you heard, I was ordained by the First Unitarian Church of Oakland last October 1st, 2023. Yes, thank you. This was both the first day of Filipino American History Month and LGBTQ History Month, and it, the gathering included an all-Asian American cast of UU worship leaders featuring traditional Filipino culture, music, dance, and food. And best of all, the ordination raised over $3,600, the equivalent of 200,000 pesos. It sounds huge in pesos, and it was 200,000 Philippine pesos to support the life-saving work of the UU Church of the Philippines. And that all led up to this past January, where I had the great honor of going on my third pilgrimage to the UU Church of the Philippines, as you saw this time with my mother, my father, my sister, and my cousin who lives in the Philippines. I felt rooted, connected, and alive as we weaved our way through seaside coastal villages and climbed mountainous farming communities as we drove by the hundreds of coconut trees and rice paddies, carabao and ancient fishing bamboo outrigger boats gliding over turquoise blue waters. Each congregation welcomed us with warm, friendly smiles, curious eyes, same songs, local delicious food, and treated us as honored guests, dear friends who have traveled from far away. Now, my parents speak the same language of Cebuano that most of the people of the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Philippines speak. Most Filipinos in the central part of the Philippines speak Cebuano and not Tagalog as they do in the northern 
part of the Philippines where Manila is. So I'll never forget my mother serving as translator to my sister and I, not wanting us to miss anything. Precious moments, sharing stories of life, praying, singing, and laughing together. I'll never forget my younger sister, who at the end of that day told me, Kuya, brother, I get it now. I get what Unitarian Universalism is all about. I am not in the same place as I was before visiting the UU Church of the Philippines, and neither is my family. Reaching past all horizons, we catch our breath. We stretch out our eager hands. This sermon draws from my pilgrimages to the UU Church of the Philippines over the past 18 years, as well as from the 2001 book, Maglipay Universalist, a history of the UU Church of the Philippines by Reverend Dr. Fred Muir, Minister Emeritus of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Annapolis, Maryland. So now the UU Church of the Philippines is headquartered in a town called Dumaguete. Dumaguete is a charming seaside college town on the island province of Negros, in the heart of the Visayan Islands in the center of the archipelago. There are over 2,000 500 Unitarian Universalists in the Philippines, most of them in 25 congregations, and out of the 7,107 islands in the Philippines, most of our UU churches are located on one, the island of Negros. So there's 24 churches on the island of Negros and one church in a poor working class neighborhood in Metro Manila. And so those 2,500 people are located in those congregations. The church is also growing with an active 10 emerging fellowships with plans for church planting throughout the islands and the Asia Pacific region. Reverend Toribio Kimada officially founded the Universalist Church of the Philippines in 1955. It was Universalist then and only became Unitarian in the 1980s to consolidate, but the spirit, the energy, the drive, and the context of this sermon is universalist. So in this context of the American colonial missionary period, we have to remember that Reverend Himada founded the church in 1955 in a small rural barangay village in Nataban on the island of Negros. With the spirit of the early universalist zeal, and very early in his life, Kimana was on a religious quest for truth and meaning. He had left the Catholic Church of his youth, curious about the growing Protestant churches spreading among the Philippines during the American colonial period, which officially lasted from 1898 to 1946. In this context of the American colonial period, Kimada became affiliated with the Iglesia Universal de Cristo, which allowed him to read the Bible for the first time, something not allowed in his Catholic Church. Because of his enthusiasm and grasp for the faith, Kimada was soon asked to teach Sunday school and preach, and by the time that he was 31 years old, Reverend Kimada was the minister of nine barangay village congregations, all still affiliated with the Iglesia Universal de Cristo. In that moment, he began searching for a religious education resources for his ever-growing community. Now, 
This is the part of the story that takes on a level of serendipity, divine providence, destiny, or as we call it, the seventh principle, which states respect for the interdependent web of life of which we are all a part. Whatever happens to one strand of the web affects the whole of the web. So in 1951, a new resource arrived by mail in a most out of the ordinary way. Reverend Kimada received a letter wrapped in an old newspaper from a leader in one of his congregations. What a surprise it was to find that the newspaper wrapper included a listing of Protestant denominations in the United States in 1955. He immediately went to the letter I for Iglesia and then went to the letter U for Universal, hoping to find resources for his Iglesia Universal de Cristo. Instead, what Reverend Kimada found was the Universalist Church of Wisconsin. <laughs> so Reverend Kimada wrote to this listed address, and because it was 1955, his letter went unanswered. And you know, months later, he kind of was curious about it, but didn't you know, have resources, no internet, no one to call. Um, and so months later, he was given an almanac. Do y'all know what an almanac is? So he, you farmers would use this to plant crops and know the seeds. And so in this almanac, he found another reference to universalism. This time for a universalist church in Gloucester, Massachusetts. He again reached out to them, wrote letters, and in the years that followed, Reverend Dana Klotz, executive director of the Universalist Service Committee, this is the time before the UUA merged. So the Universalist Service Committee had their own. And in that time, uh, Reverend Dana, the executive director, worked closely with Kimada to support his growing movement. And there's the web in shimmering beauty. In May 18, 1954, Kimada requested the aid of the Universalist missionary to help him organize on Negros. The Universalist Church in America responded that although they did not have missionaries at the time, they would do anything they could to help Kimada and his people. And on April 25th, with the support of the Universalist Church of America, April 25th, 1955, the Universalist Church of the Philippines was founded. And it's still the date they celebrate every year as their biggest celebration on the island. In that same year, 1955, Reverend Toshio Yoshioka, a universalist minister from Japan, also visited Negros. He made his report to the Universalist Church in America in Boston. These are Reverend Toshio's words in 1955. Mr. Kimada and his people were surprised and relieved by the universalist teaching of universal salvation and the idea of a loving God rather than an angry, vengeful God. It seems to me that they are recapitulating the same experiences of the very early universalists in America. Like the early universalist preachers in America, liberal religion is spreading mostly among rural farmers in the Philippines, rural farmers of simple means and seaside fisher folk, people of the land and sea people who know oppression in a feudal system and need justice here and now. 
Central to the UUCP theology is that classic universalism deeply rooted in social justice and collective liberation. Love the hell out of this world, as the classic universalism saying goes. 20th century universalist minister Reverend Clarence Skinner, Clarence Skinner called universalism essentially a battle for the freedom of the common person. This is our heritage. Our faith tells us that there is a place for everyone at the table. Our faith tells us that all of us will be saved or none of us will be. Our faith tells us that no one is left behind. No one is forgotten. Thank you. I imagine the ancestors of the Universalists John Murray and Clarence Skinner bowing to the ancestors of Teribio Kimada and Rebecca Kimada, bowing to the ancestors of the graduates of the UU minister program formation. Dozens are being trained as new ministers. More than half of them are LGBTQ and women ministers being trained in the Philippines. Remembering our pre-colonial Filipino mythology like we heard in the Visayan creation story decenters the Western mythology system that we live under and shifts the perspective through a colonial, a pre-colonial Filipino cultural lens. Mythlock says that the story that you heard earlier talks about bamboo. And it has a special place in Filipino culture for bamboo is not only a symbol of life, but represents adaptability, strength, and resourcefulness. Bamboo can bend without breaking characteristic that Filipinos admire and seek to emulate. Like bamboo, the UU Church of the Philippines is deeply rooted in its ancestral past, adaptable to its universal love for all, and resourceful in its vision for a flourishing liberal religion in the Philippines. The UUCP empowers women and LGBT communities in unprecedented ways and has trained dozens of women leaders to combat domestic violence through Buhata Pinay, You Can Do It Filipina. They also march in the annual Pride Parade, LGBT Pride Parade, and their youth learn from our whole lives comprehensive sexuality education, something super rare in the Philippines, super rare. The UCP thrives in their unique multi-religious identity in the country at the crossroads of Catholicism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, and indigenous Filipino spiritualities and cultures. Currently, the UU Church of the Philippines has seven active partner churches, and they're always looking for more. These seven active partner churches sponsor international relationships, organize regular pilgrimages, to the Philippines sponsor life-changing life educational programs like the Toribio Kimada College Scholarship that that person playing the guitar was a recipient of. His entire college education was paid for by the U Church of the Philippines, and now he's one of their youngest ministers. Our current partner churches in the United States, the closest one to us is San Mateo. They've had a partnership with the U Church of Caicon since 2001. San Mateo, San Diego, Honolulu, Monte Vista in Southern California, Fox Valley in Wisconsin, Maine, and then the newest partnership is the First Universalist Church of Denver partnered with the Biguton Congregation in Metro Manila. Touch, but one thread, no matter which.
the thoughtful eye may trace to distant lands. As we move towards our vision of becoming an anti-racist, multicultural faith community that reflects the diversity of our Bay Area, what can a relationship with the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Philippines teach us about their unique expression of liberal religion? How do we lift up the values of justice and equity to form mutually transformative relationships and build a two-way street of trust, vulnerability, and education? Be on the lookout for a UU Church of the Philippines link in your newsletter with more resources. And we close with a closing prayer to the Dios Sagugma, God of love. Where are you? Do you hear us? Open our eyes to see the web of life that binds us together. Let our universal love reach across distances of oceans and nations, culture and languages, oppression and privilege. May we remember that the flame of our chalice is not limited here to Turtle Island in North America. And in fact, may we not forget the interdependent web of life is real, and it cannot be broken. As poet Robert Weston reminds us, there is a living web that runs through each and all to all the universe, linking us each with each and through all on to the distant stars. Mabuhay ang UU Church ng Pilipinas. Long live International Unitarian Universalism. Amen. Salamat. <laughs>